Hey guys, welcome back to the Echo Podcast. In this industry podcast episode, we talk to a very special guest, V, who is a front-end software engineer at Canva, and she's currently in her last year in software engineering at the University of Auckland. So V started out as a front-end intern at Canva before getting an offer for a graduate role, and she's currently working part-time while she finishes her studies. Me and Ashim sit down to discuss the process of her applying for her Canva internship, what the recruitment and interview process was like, as well as her experiences as an intern. We also talk about why she loves front-end development, get a great insight into the company culture at Canva, and talk about what it was like doing an internship overseas away from home in Auckland. V was also one of the co-founders of the Developer Society at Auckland Uni, and we discuss what it was like trying to build a society from the ground up, and much more. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to another industry episode of the Echo Podcast. I'm Arshram and I'm joined here by Ryan. Hey guys. And we're both part of the CSCSOC media team. Today we're joined by a very special guest from Canva, who I will let introduce themselves. Cool. Hi everyone. I'm V. I am in my last year of software engineering at the University of Auckland. Um, so I interned at Canva and I'm currently working part-time at Canva, and I will be doing my grad role there next year. Awesome. It's really awesome to meet you guys. Yeah, no, likewise. Um, so before we like get into all the Canva stuff, we thought we want to ask you about your very first internship, which wasn't at Canva, sure. but at a company called Vista Entertainment Solutions. Um, can we ask what Vista does exactly? Yeah, so Vista is kind of like the global lead of um, cinema software. So if you go to the cinema, Hoyts or events, um, mm-hmm. if you guys have those. Yeah, so all of the software that you use to buy tickets, to buy your like food, or if you go online, that's all created and hosted by Vista. And they do all sorts of software to kind of make sure that the whole cinema like buying and distributing process goes smoothly. So it's a pretty, pretty cool niche um, company. Definitely, I was super excited going in there because I'm a huge fan of films, love them, yeah. so definitely really cool. Oh, nice. Um, so how did you hear about the in- internship role at Vista? They actually came to uni and then they hosted a free screening of Deadpool 2. Oh, nice. Deadpool 2. So they were like, if you come, we'll tell you about a company, but you get a free movie. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. So we just kind of applied from then and yeah, I got really lucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, So was this like your first sort of experience in the industry at Vista? Yes, for sure. For the uh, first time in software industry, at least. Yeah. 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 Um, So what kind of stuff did you have to do as a software dev intern? So for Vista, we joined one of their teams at first, kind of got to know how they run their processes, um, learned a little bit about Agiles. At that time, I didn't really know too much about that. So that was really cool. And then we split off into groups of four interns each, and we actually developed um, our own application from scratch that like real clients wanted, uh, which is really cool. It was my first time doing a React Native, um, and it was a really, really good experience kind of being able to like create an application from scratch. Oh, nice. So what was, so how many interns did you have join Vista for that internship? Oh, I think it was around 12. Nice. Around 12. Um, yeah, so what was like the onboarding process like for the internship? For Vista? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so they basically took us in, they had a number of onboarding like workshops they taught us. 
um, how you know Vista runs, the whole cinema industry, um, agile, a lot of agile tips, and even like how to use Git. That was pretty cool because yeah, yeah. at that time I was really new to that as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so they kind of expected us to know nothing and taught us, you know, from ground up, which is really cool. Um, but then obviously as time went on, there were less workshops and workshops until we were kind of on our own and we were just, you know, doing the day of, uh, I mean, just doing a life in the, of an intern, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you feel like 100% qualified for the role when you got it? Or did you have like a bit of imposter, no. imposter syndrome? Uh, too much, too much imposter syndrome. It was like, I, I've only heard about it like at that time because I, I was always at uni and it was just like, oh yeah, imposter yeah. syndrome, yeah, okay. But like when you were working and with only 12 interns being selected, so Vista is very difficult to get into. They just kind of ghost everyone. So <laughs> when they got to me, I was like, why, why me out of everyone? Um, so yeah, especially since I was also very new, I was only in second year. Um, mm. It was really scary for me, but um, I was talking to, I, so what actually helped me through that is talking to the other interns and asking how they were feeling. And it turns out like everyone feels that way. And no matter how qualified they are, they just feel that imposter syndrome. Yeah, so I have a whole lot of experience with that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Um, and was this the very first internship you applied for? in second year yes actually yes yeah, it was yeah. um <laughs> did you did you apply for internships in first year though no so in first year in my degree um the first year of engineering was general so mm. i was specializing in a lot of different engineering stuff yes. um and so i didn't know i was actually going to be doing software so yeah. um yeah i didn't apply for anything nice. um okay so moving from vista going into canva so I know Canva, they have like front-end, back-end um, software engineering internships. So what sort of made you choose front-end compared to the other technical internships you could do? Right. Um, so I'm quite passionate in like designing. So I really like being able to create something and then seeing it visually. And especially in combination with software, being able to like, you know, code something and it'll pop up on the screen and then it goes into prod and then you can like flex yeah. to all your friends and be like, I, yeah, yeah. I made that, <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. No, um, so that definitely pushed me towards front end. Like I love front end development. I think I'm really passionate about that. Um, but not to say that back end um, is like not as good. I think back end is super hard and like very, very crucial. Um, we rely so much on the back end developers on our team and it's crazy how much work they do. Um, yeah. yeah, but I think my love for front end is probably because of the whole like visual and design aspect to it. Yep. Yeah. So compared to like maybe back end, you get a bit more sort of instant gratification with what you make. So if you make something, you can see it quite fast. Is that, is that kind of what you're yeah. leaning towards? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what was like the recruitment process like for, for Canva? So for the internship, um, I basically applied like at the beginning of March and then I got a reply in like July or something. It was definitely a lot yeah. later than I expected. Um, so I got a, so basically I got an email, um, you get to choose whether you want to do front end or back end and then whether you want to specialize in JavaScript or Java. And then you get a, basically a phone call, which is like a technical um, interview with the recruiter. And yes. then um, she kind of decides whether you go through or not. They're really simple questions as well. Like, simple JavaScript questions for me and like, mm -hmm. like what are promises, those are yep, those yep. Um, yep. questions. So that was quite nice. And then you move on to like the real technical 
and the slash behavioral interview, which is like a three hour, three hour block, mm -hmm. um, where you actually do a coding challenge and then you move on to a behavioral interview with two uh, employees from um, Canva, which is pretty interesting. It was very exciting. Oh, nice. Um, like, so what were like the presumptions you had going into the, I guess, recruitment process? Any sort of, yeah, assumptions you had about it? I thought it would be really like grueling, like the yeah. the technical part is especially like a three hour like mm, yeah. uh, interview. That's so stressful. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not gonna be able to survive that. Um, but it was actually super chill. Um, my two interviewers were like the sweetest people ever. I'm actually working with one of them on my team right now, mm. which is oh, really nice. awesome. Yeah. So you know the whole um, like people tell you how like interviewers want you to do well they're not trying to mm. scare you but i know some companies like have interviewers that are very like intimidating um yes. canva was like it was so down to earth and they were they were like actually helping me they were like oh you can google it if you want and they were like oh. telling me like the keywords to google and stuff. Yeah. so like i think they're, they're they actually want you to like do well because they like see potential in you and all that um so definitely not what i expected it was much much better Oh, that's awesome. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned about technical questions. I'm not sure how much I can pry into this, but like, were they more sort of algorithms, data structures questions, or were they more leaning towards more sort of JavaScript front end sort of questions? If you're allowed to answer I, that. I think I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for it depends on what you apply in. I mm -hmm. don't really know what the back end interviews are like, but from what I've heard, it is more algorithmic but okay I don't know about that I won't be yep, I won't yep, yep. say that for sure for front end it was definitely um it was basically very like practical so I was told mm. to basically create like a game um and then they gave me these steps and then I had to implement these steps um yes. but it was all very visual and I really enjoyed that because I don't like algorithms like I <laughs> they really like gets to me um but being able to work like so the interview was testing how I would normally perform in like a normal job like in the normal life of a front-end engineer right which i think is more logical um and makes more sense and it was easier as well yeah um, yeah yeah because yeah, that's true a lot of companies they do a lot of you know quite difficult algorithm questions and obviously it's very irrelevant to the actual work you'll be doing on the job but uh, exactly. that's cool that canva um asks you some more i guess practical questions um yeah. Was there anything that sort of caught you off guard while you were doing this whole recruitment process? Um, I think that the style of that interview actually caught me off guard because I was expecting like big O N, like I mean, yeah, like yeah, yeah. bigger questions, trying yeah, yeah. to or like you know leak code type of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But then they they told me to do something that was like very practical, um, which was really fun and mm. yeah. So I think that caught me a bit off guard. Um, everything else seemed pretty systematic. It was it was quite. Like predictable, nothing like no curveballs at all. Mm. Um, very predictable. That's awesome. Um, so, do you have any advice to anyone that would want to apply for Canva for an internship, especially front end? What would you say front to end. them? I would say, don't stress too much about like the technical aspects. So, something that I learned, um, especially when I was talking to like my the, the person who did interview me. Um, is that they don't actually, well, they do care about how like technical you are, but they care more about how you think and how you communicate. So it's more important right. to convey how well you can communicate and how well you're thinking. So mm. it was really important that you, you know, talk about what you're thinking like all the time. Um, 
and then identify things that you did wrong or and like being able to reflect on that that's like more important than being able to solve it like in one go right yeah so like vocalizing um, so the thought process sort of thing yes yep. yes yep. for sure i think that's super important um and i think the stress of like trying to like w worrying about whether you're going to solve the problem or not um that gets to you more than it should and so like i think don't stress too much about that um focus more about like on how you're you know conveying your true potential yep of course um is, any, is there anything that you wish you knew before you applied so if you could give advice to you who was about to apply for this front-end internship do you have any advice you'd give them or is it similar to what you just said i guess yeah i think it's pretty similar also like um so basically with my interview i thought i bombed it i really <laughs> thought i didn't do well and so like after the interview i was actually like crying because i was like oh, i failed no. it i didn't get it and i was yeah. really upset um it was definitely a good surprise but yeah like i think um also don't stress about like I, th I think it's very natural for us to think that we're underperforming mm -hmm. uh, or we're not doing as well as we are but like i think um it's always good to take a step back and then you know count your accomplishments and what you have done and i think um don't get caught up on all the bad things that you've done yeah, as yeah. in all the mistakes that you've made yeah um <laughs> I think so could you um tell us about some of the stuff you did during your front end internship at canva like some of the projects or stuff you might have worked on yeah uh so me personally i was actually a very special case um everyone I'll, I'll talk about what like the normal internship is like so sure. people get a project so other interns get a project um that's allocated by their mentor so you do have one person that you're allocated to and you get to basically you know bother them with all the questions that you have and they're happy to answer um it's really awesome and you work on that project um you can it, the the scope of the project really varies on what team you're on but you basically work on that throughout the internship and then at the end you'll present it to your team um, and then yeah they'll, they'll decide if it's you know going to be pushed out into prod or whatever yep. um on my case i so i was meant so i'm in the presentations team um and i was meant to create like a new chart type for mm -hmm. my project um but my project actually got like sidelined because charts is very neglected at that time so um they were like hey babe, maybe instead of creating a chart type you should just fix charts so yeah. i actually spent a lot of time um doing sprint work and doing mm -hmm. work that like a normal front-end dev would do and i think that was super valuable for me yeah. um i was yeah i was actually doing work that was getting pushed into prod i was you know going through the entire process oh, awesome. and working with the product managers and stuff so it was pretty fun yeah um <clears throat> and i guess was the internship as what you expected when you or I guess imagining what it would be like? It's so much better. <laughs> it actually gets so much better. Like, yeah, Canva do, does really well in their culture. And like you imagine, like when I was like looking through on the website about like, you know, all their perks and all, what mm. they have, but being in the company, it's actually a, like so much better than you can imagine. Um, mm. Everyone is like way friendlier than you think. Like you can literally talk to um, the CEO like mm. at lunch and you know it's just a casual conversation and it's super awesome um yeah so definitely better than i expected yeah yeah um how was it like sort of um so did you you said uh did you work much with the uh, your other sort of fellow interns at all or were you very sort of isolated in your sort of project or or work uh yeah so 
I most interns are I think isolated in their team. Um, mm-hmm. I had one other intern in my team, Nathan. Um, he I think he was part of CSE SOC last year, but um, he we worked together as and we went into meetings together. We went into mm-hmm. retrospectives together, and I think that was really valuable as well. It was a whole lot of fun. Um, but I think it does depend on the team that you're on. So if you yeah. are in a team alone, then you might be a bit more isolated. But the interns are always doing events and we always have lunch together so you're never awesome. really isolated yeah that's cool that's it's cool awesome. um so like you're from auckland um you're from new zealand mm. um what was yeah. it like sort of doing an internship overseas away from home really fun it was really interesting mm. i was very scared because i never really moved out of new zealand before mm-hmm. um so it was definitely like exciting but also terrifying at first but then canva really made it um like a smooth process. Uh, so they basically paid for my accommodation and my flights. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about that. I just came in and just like packed my bags down and then went straight into Canva, like, you know, went st- straight into it. Um, yeah. The intern cohort were, was also super, super friendly. They're like the best people I've ever met. So they oh, really so made me feel welcome. Yeah, it's super awesome. Um, so the transition was definitely smooth and Literally, I don't. I don't think there were anything bad. Like, there wasn't anything bad about it um, that I can think of. Yeah. 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 Um, and what was like, the transition like? So your um, what was the transition like from Auckland to Sydney? That sort of change in city. Right. So I mean, when I first came into Sydney, so it was like in December uh, last year. Mm-hmm. which meant that the fires were still happening. Yes, um, of course. Forgot about that, but they did happen. And so um, when I stepped outside, like the sun was red, the sky was like red and smoky. I was yeah. like, wow, Sydney's really different from New Zealand. <laughs> um, so, but I think Sydney is like much busier than I expected. Um, a lot hotter as well, mm. especially in the summer. Especially in the summer, yeah. But I think everything else is quite similar. Like my friends and I were talking and we basically said it's just like a bigger Auckland. Um, Mm. Pretty much like same culture, same type of like lifestyle, but just busier and like a little bit more intense, a little bit more hectic. Um, But at the same time, more opportunities and more things to see. It's really exciting. Awesome. Did you have any other um, friends from Auckland or New Zealand that came over? that did the internship as well? Or anyone else uh, from New Zealand that came over and did the internship? Yes. Uh, so we had one other person from Auckland University come into Canva, Vilia. So she, um, but she was a year ahead of me, so I actually didn't know her. Uh, we met at Canva. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have some friends who did go to other companies like Atlassian, Optiver, um, and did nice. internships there too. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, so I think Ashim's going to handle the next part, talking about your uh, what it's like being a part-time front-end engineer. So I'll let Ashim, you can take over. Cool. Yeah, just uh, just shifting to your current position now. I uh, want you to imagine yourself in front of your laptop and work hours. What, what, what do you think op- occupies most of your time at work? Yeah, I would say um, when you get a problem, the actual like coding of it isn't that much like isn't that difficult the difficult part is trying to push code that you've written and getting it accepted by like everyone else from canva so being able to maintain that quality of code 
and like talk to other teams. There's a whole lot of like dependencies between different teams because Canva is like one sole product. So you have to work with like everyone basically. Um, and that takes quite a lot of time because people are busy. They have to do the same thing. So um, yeah, be having basically like getting your PRs through is probably like the thing that takes up most of my time. Yeah, and do you think your colleagues are more leaning towards accepting your proposal easily or, or is there a bit more back and forth with that? Oh, it's for sure back and forth. I think like I had a PR ongoing for like a month or something and it's, yeah. Um, what I like about Canva is that they don't compromise on quality. Like they don't care who you are. Um, like it has to be like up to their standard, which is good, I think. Um, and it definitely teaches you a lot about code quality and how they do things. And you basically pick up like this, this new and like um, eye for detail in your next type of PR. So you're always constantly learning from other people, which is cool. Yep. So even though it can be a hassle, you wouldn't want to change that method of working. I don't think so. I think it, it definitely teaches me to be a better coder for sure. That's awesome. Uh, do you think you could outline some of the re more rewarding aspects of your job? Anything satisfying or? Yeah. Um, so being a front end engineer is super cool because when you push something and when you, so when you finish something or fix something and you push it out, like you can actually see it on prod and you also um, can see other people like benefit from it. So um, I go to a lot of uh, user testing sessions, which is when you kind of um, watch people, you know, use the product. And then they always co like compliment what you make or they're like, wow, this is cool. Or I see this is fixed. And it just, it's really rewarding because like what you've done actually impacts people, which I find is like my main motivation of why I love um, working so much. Okay. And to contrast with that real quick, uh, what are more difficult aspects of your role that you may not want to have to deal with? <laughs> um, I think back to that PR thing, it is a bit difficult because it's a lot of, like I said, back, like, like you said, back and forth um, and trying to like, you know, argue your reason as to why you did it this way and somebody thinks it's better to do it this way, but then another person like jumps in and goes, hey, I think it's better to do it this way. And like having that whole, um, even though it's like a one line change or something like that, but um, Again, so that's difficult, um, but it does teach you a lot of lessons and it does keep like, you know, Canva's code pristine and excellent. So I think it's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's great to hear. There's even a positive in that. It's always good. <laughs> um, do you think you could give us an overview of a day in the life in your role? I understand that it could be drastically different day by day, but are there anything that's consistent throughout each day? Yeah. Um, so is this like my life or I don't like what I do or just like in my job, if that makes sense? Uh, yeah, your role as a front end. Right. Yeah. I guess, I guess, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go from the top from, because that's easier for my trade of thought right now. So I, in the morning, I, for my internship, I kind of did a very like strict routine. So I, in the morning, I like went to the gym at Canva, then I like used their showers and then like they have like a in-house towel, in towel service, which is pretty cool. Um, then I have breakfast and then um, I go and start my work. So that would be like first checking calendars and seeing if I have any meetings. 
um, then picking up tasks from our like team board, and then um, basically working on that um, for most of the day. But at the same time, if I'm ever stuck or anything, I have my whole team around me. If I need to grab, uh, have a conversation, or you know, grab and pull someone into a meeting room to ask them about something, that's always like free and available to do. Um, there's also other meetings like sprint plannings and like retrospectives and that, but um, yeah, that kind of varies towards the week. And uh, the one key thing I really love is like lunch <laughs> because uh, yeah, so every day we go downstairs as a team and we eat lunch together and then we go out for a coffee walk, which is really fun. Um, I really miss that about Canva for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually a good way, good segue to my next question. Mm -hmm. um, how has working home during COVID been for you versus working at the office in Sydney? Yeah, it's been, it has its pros and cons, I think. Like, working from home is great because, you know, there's no commute and you have more flexible hours and you get to kind of, like, do what you want, like, you're in, you know, your room. But at the same time, you don't get, you know, that um, interaction, that face-to-face -face interaction, or you can't go on coffee walks, you don't get like the perks. Well, I don't particularly, especially since I'm in New Zealand. Um, also, something that I've found difficult, I, I struggle with like switching off a lot because I work in my room. So like I find that I'm like working way over time and I just don't even realize it, um, which you obviously won't do in person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, you mentioned those perks. So has Canva been pretty accommodating with you working remote, especially overseas? Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you mean by accommodate? Like uh, different time zones, any of the perks you miss out on, are you compensated in other ways, maybe? Yeah, so um, they, so for lunch, they give like um, a sum of money every day so that I can like buy my own lunch um, to compensate for that. Um, for time zones, my I, I guess it varies between teams, but I think most teams are generally very flexible and they will take you into account. I know some, so my team has actually moved a lot of meetings because of me, um, but we also had someone working in Spain, which has like a way greater like time difference, but we still have managed to accommodate for them. Um, so yeah, definitely very accommodating. And I think um, like COVID-19 has definitely like unlocked like new ways of being able to accommodate for that that, that they didn't do before which is pretty cool yeah 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 it's, it's even great that there's something good that came out of COVID. i know i, I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah is there anything in particular that made you feel especially supported or is it just the general um behavior at canva that makes you feel well ca taken care of uh yeah i think it is a general feel because everything that happens at canva is super um Awesome. One thing that I just thought of was, um, so Canva does things called season openers. Do you guys know about that? Nope. I can't say I do. Okay, so like every season, um, we do this like massive one day event where basically every team goes up and like presents what they've done during the season and you know new features, all of that. You know, all of the all of, all of the company secrets. Um, and for remote, like it was kind of weird because we usually go into like a venue for the day, um, you know, in, in person, but obviously we can't do that. So this time we actually got sent like little parcels, like everyone got sent like a parcel with like a mystery box and we would like, it would, it would try, it would try to like replicate the whole like interaction and like suspense, which was really cool. 
um, I think they really do well and like they really try to make us feel like we're still part of like that same company and family even though we're like in different parts of the world which is pretty cool that's awesome to hear um and another fun question do you what do you look forward to most when you return to sydney the city and what do you look forward to at the office specifically hmm i'll answer the office first i think um definitely the dogs i miss the dogs <laughs> that was like my one of my key like joys of canada was just being able to like walk around and there's a dog in the corner and you just like go and pet it um, and I obviously, I, I definitely miss the people and being able to like interact with them, you know, just having those like little informal like conversations, they really do make a difference and they really, it's something that you don't get from working remotely. Um, going into Sydney, I think, again, the people, I miss the, the people that I've met, um, especially the interns, I really, really miss them. They're like super cool. And um, also like the whole like, busyness of Sydney I think was really exciting for me um that I definitely am excited to go back to oh yeah well hopefully it won't won't be too long before you come back hopefully (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed um just shifting more towards Canva as a company Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure no one listening to this pod has never heard of them before but if you try to imagine someone who hasn't could you give like a quick ele- elevator pitch about Canva? All right, sure. Uh, so Canva is an online graphics design platform um, with basically a sole mission to empower the world to design. So um, it currently has over 40 million monthly active users at the moment, which um, we call a design community because we're trying to like foster that um, community of designers where anybody with any design skill can kind of design anything. So um, if you want to join the community, um, go in your browser and type in canva.com. You'll go into our product and it's free. You can design something with like a few clicks. Um, You can design any poster, um, card, Instagram post, whatever you need. And um, you can do it on any device as well. It's also on mobile and in any language as well. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for that. I've made a society event banners with Canva and it's made it effortless. <laughs> uh, so if you could describe working for Canva, what would you use to say? You could maybe mention any perks that the company has that are not well known. That are not well known. Um, yeah. I would say again, I mentioned it earlier, but um, their towel service is pretty use handy. Like usually I don't... One of the excuses I make when I skip gym is like, oh, I don't really want to bring a towel or take a shower there. But like they have like amazing showers and like an in-house towel service. Um, Also, lunch is made every day, uh, breakfast and lunch, sorry. And what other perks are there? Um, Oh yeah, they have a really, really good coffee machine that I have. So basically one of my new passions is like latte art and I discovered that through Canva. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty cool perk as well, I guess. That was super cool. Uh, What drew you to Canva, first applying and then accepting your um, offer at Canva? Was it the culture there or the type of work or or maybe something else? So I um, discovered Canva similar to you. So I did a lot of marketing in my um, basically university clubs. And at first, I didn't know about Canva, and it was like a whole nightmare trying to like organize posters and all of that. 
and then I discovered Canva is like two clicks and then you get like a poster out and it's like done. Um, so yeah. I was su I'm like very, very passionate about um, the product. And so one day I kind of just like was exploring their page and basically if you go into their careers page, um, like I applied for an internship there, not really expecting anything. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't even know, by the way, like at this time, I didn't even know they were like a huge company and that they had all these perks. Like I just kind of wanted to apply because I love the product so much. But then knowing about their culture yeah. and like, especially like the um, the co-founders, how like incredible people like they are, they're like they're super um, inspiring that definitely drew me into working here and like no regrets at all, never. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Always great when you have no regrets about your work. Yeah. Um, so what, what, in your opinion, makes Canva unique and special? Hmm. I reckon the... I feel like it's definitely the, either the culture or the people, I guess, a bit of both. Um, something different that I experienced at Canva compared to my last internship was that the people there in, in Canva are super, they have a mutual like vision. It might be because of like the values of Canva that they kind of hold, but everyone has like, um, they, they basically embody the values and it's, everyone is really friendly and they're, they're really motivated and inspiring. And um, I think it's because we really push. Um, so one of the values is like to be a force for good, um, to use like what you have to kind of help people who, you know, need help and, um, yeah. So yeah. I think everyone, all the employees kind of carry that and it's kind of the little interactions that you have, like opening the door or like keeping the elevator open and, you know, all those little things that kind of make it really unique. Like working there isn't just like work. It's like, it feels like another world. That's really like exaggerated, but like it kind of feels like that. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, really sounds like an amazing place. Mm -hmm. um, so you've mentioned a lot of the ins and outs of Canva already, but I wanted to see if you could try to pick your absolute favorite thing about working at Canva. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say, uh, can I say the culture? The culture there is probably the best thing. That's a safe answer because that takes a lot of things into account. But um, yeah, I really like how, um, so basically they have a team, the vibe team that's dedicated to making sure cannabis culture is like always at the top. And it is, it's, it's always just like extraordinary. Um, yeah. Like there's always little things that kind of pop up. Um, so for example, I think at the time, like we were in February, so Valentine's Day was happening and then like, on the day, um, the Vibe team like made little cards and chocolates for everyone. Like those kind of little things, they really like inspire you and like motivate you to like keep, you know, like something. There's always something unexpected there. That's always awesome. That is so special. <laughs> um, now speaking of culture, what is it like working at a at a startup? Like Canva is technically a startup, a big one at that, but it's yeah. rapidly <laughs> growing. And how does that differ for you? Um, I think I've joined at a time where it's kind of beginning to not become a, you know, a startup because it's growing so fast, but, um, right. there's still a whole lot of startup vibes. So, um, despite all the, like the number of people that are there, um, 
everyone, oh, well, at least like we're really pushing for um, that same, the same values of making sure that, that everyone is still like valued. Um, even though there's so many people there, everyone is like well known and, and like obviously respected. Um, it's really exciting as well because new ideas are always popping up. Like there aren't too, like you can try whatever you want. You just basically like talk to your like product manager and you'll, if you have an idea and you could probably just do it if you get like approval, like there's no like processes that you have to go through. I think that's something that's pretty cool as well. Um, but I don't think I was there long enough or early enough to, to like truly say what it was like as a startup, um, to be honest, but I guess that's my answer. If that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, no, it definitely does. Yeah, sorry, just a button. Um, mm -hmm. so like Vista was, Vista, Vista wasn't a startup, right? So was there like, nah. you notice the differences between Canva and Vista in terms of company culture? Is there a lot of difference? Mm. Uh, Vista was, yeah, you're right. So Vista yeah. wasn't a startup. Um, it's pretty old, but I am, um, they still do a lot of like culture, like focus. So I think that's mm -hmm. kind of like an exception, but I, I do believe that there are companies out there who don't really focus on culture that much and are more like geared towards like making sure that everything is like, you know, in place and because yep. they're just like so huge. Um, so I think maybe one thing is how experimental you can be with, um, your role as like within canvas that like um you're not really fixed to doing a certain thing every day like you can you know go out there and do whatever you yeah. want really it's really flexible yeah yeah so you can you prefer this type of workplace and do you think you're going to continue on with startups in the future as well um i think i'm definitely satisfied with canva i don't know what a like true startup is like with you know, only a few people. Um, but yeah. I, I definitely really like how where Canva is at the moment, but it is rapidly growing, um, which is kind of exciting, actually, because you're kind of like in the middle of like change. Um, yeah, they're doubling up right. on like a whole lot of uh, roles. So it's, it's really exciting. All right, that's good to know. Um, now, I want to jump back a bit to your time at UOA, and you're still at UOA, of course. You mentioned that in your first year of engineering, it was general here. What made you choose to pursue the software route from second year? So, yeah, I actually wanted to do software since I was like seven. That was like my, so basically when I was little, do you guys know Neopets by any chance? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I liked playing that a lot. And one of the features of Neopets is like you can create like a little page about like your pet or something. And like you can basically decorate it using um, HTML and CSS. And so that actually introduced me into coding. And I've always really liked to see like uh, even from a kid, I really like that whole visual aspect of being able to code something and then, you know, it'll appear on the screen, which is really cool. Um, so I think I've always wanted to do software. Um, Unfortunately, my high school didn't really provide like offer that so I didn't know at that time But then when I went into first year engineering and then I kind of like remit um, The different you know the software engineering paper. I was like really into it definitely wanted to choose it um, and worked hard for it okay. okay, and when you went into software engineering finally, uh, did you have any expectations? Right when you were beginning. Yeah, I thought it would be more 
pretty stuff and visuals and stuff, but and like design and stuff, but it's uh, a lot more like you know fundamentals of coding, like Java algorithms. Less yeah. less exciting stuff, for, in my opinion, but <laughs> definitely important. Um, but yeah, it was a whole lot different. But I think the later in the later years, you do um, branch out into your electives, and then you get to kind of pursue the things that you're more interested in, um, which was really cool. Yeah, so a bit different from what you imagined, but definitely necessary. A little bit, yeah, for sure. Um, at U of A, how how does it feel being in your last year? Like, is it bittersweet, or are you looking forward to get out of the gates as soon as <laughs> I'm pretty... I think, yeah, I'm pretty keen to get out, to be honest. <laughs> I'll be very honest. Um, I... After working, after my internship and then being able to work part-time, I definitely really, really enjoy working, especially at Canva. Um, like, it's very motivating and, like, there's always, like, whatever you're solving, I'm, like, way more inspired um, to keep going. Uh, whereas at university, sometimes the papers that I'm doing are, are, like, outdated or, like, I know that I'll never use this in my life. So um, there's less motivation to it. But at the same time, I do, I will like miss the whole like uni life experience. I'll miss my friends and all that. Um, so it is quite bittersweet, but I am excited to start working full time. Yeah. yeah, it's always good to have something to look forward to yeah. soon. Uh, in your last year currently, is the workload drastically different from other years? Like I know that we have honors year, which is thesis. Do you do something similar? Yeah, yeah. So I actually just finished my last week. Um, we had a like it's called a part four project, which is like the final year project. So similar to the thesis uh, where, you, where you basically go into your research and then, you know, do the output and like a report at the end. So that um, was definitely a lot more like heavy in terms of workload. Um, but surprisingly, the other papers were like more chill. Uh, they were more group projects, which I enjoy a lot more than um, like doing things independent individually, I guess. So they were, it was kind of, more fun, but at the same time, more like heavy. And just a bit more of a different question. You did say you're excited to leave, but is there anything you think you'll miss at U of A? Yeah, I will miss uh, my friends for sure. Um, and being able to do whatever you want, I guess. Like, I do like that about uni. Like, um, no one's really telling you or watching over you to do um, anything. And, like, some. <laughs> this is going to be weird, but I think I'll miss, like, cramming. I don't know. I don't know if I'll miss it or not, but, wow. like, it is something that I might, I might miss. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. Everyone has their preferences. Everyone has their <laughs> Well, I think I'll hand it off to, to Ryan, and he's going to talk about the bit more fun parts of being a uni student. Um, yeah, so obviously a big part of uni is clubs and societies, and yeah. we're looking at your LinkedIn, yeah. and we, see, we, see, uh, <laughs> we saw that you founded a society called Developers Society, or DEVS for mm -hmm. short. Um, do you want to explain what was the motivation behind founding um, the DEVS Society? Yeah. Sure. Um, so, like I said before, with um, academic papers, like in your degree, often 
they're a little bit outdated or like you won't use them because they are outdated or that they're not like being taught as efficiently um not to downplay like any any universities or anything uh but there's obviously a like especially with like software and our technology um there's like a gap between like academia and like the industry like there's always like different technologies that the industry is using so devs was uh, so no one really kind of addressed that so we created this club to kind of help people to you know bridge that gap and also connect um people to the industry because um also like with our degree we have to do 800 hours for our software degree okay. um, of practical experience and it's really really stressful because the university um it, it's really difficult to be like connected to all these different companies and so we wanted to form like a hub to kind of help people who were in our spot um and you know be connected to um, these companies to get their internships and jobs and also mm. be equipped with these skills that are actually like industry relevant so they're not too lost um, as we were. So that was the main motivation of it um, particularly and we also wanted to make sure that this was also not just tailored towards like software or computer science but to everyone who was keen to like learn how to code or like learn go into the software industry because it is like a booming industry for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, um, actually, that's actually pretty awesome how you mentioned how, yeah, it was open to not just CS or software engineering students, but anyone who might be interested in, in coding yeah. or, or writing software. Um, sort of on that, was there already a similar computer science or software engineering society that already existed um, when you founded so, Devs? Mm -hmm. hmm. There was, uh, so there's one for um, software engineering, which is CISA. Um, and mm -hmm. then there's one for computer science, but there's mm. none for like both or yeah, anyone yeah. else. Um, so we really wanted to make that happen uh, with our club. That, yeah, that seems inefficient how, because a lot of overlap between the two degrees seems a bit I know. separate. <laughs> it um, feels really exclusive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what was it like sort of being a founder of a society, sort of building it up from the ground up? It's really exciting. Um, but at the same time, really, really scary because like what we were always worried, like, what if it flops? What if nobody joins mm. our club, especially in that first year? Um, but we basically focused on our mission um, that we're trying to help people with this. And like, if, even if it doesn't work, then I guess we tried. Um, but we had an overwhelming response. I think like we got like 500 members in our first oh, wow. year of, of like signups, which is great for Auckland Uni yeah, yeah. standards. I don't know about yeah. city. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that was really exciting and um, it's really rewarding as well being able to see like where it's first started and where it is now. And um, obviously we, we didn't get things perfect the first year. We had a mm. lot of things that we could improve, but we're always improving and we actually, um, we, we are, we improved it a lot for this year, even yeah. though um, lockdown did happen, but yeah, we're trying. Um, so I think you mentioned you founded the society with your friends, right? Mm -hmm. With some yeah. um, software friends. Um, what was like the most difficult and what was the most rewarding aspect of founding a society together or just founding a society in general? Uh, I think, well, most rewarding is being able to work with them. Like my, my friends are very, very, very talented people and they're, they're just very passionate about tech and it's really awesome being able to work with them yeah. um, and learning a lot from them as well. Um, what was the other difficult? Um, I don't think there were many difficulties other than the fact that this year we're all leaving and so now we have like this massive gap in our exec. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's probably the main difficulty right now, but we did fill those spots in, which is good. Um, but I think it was really cool. It felt kind of 
like a little like startup with like your friends, yeah. um, building a little club. But it it did it's really rewarding and it's a payoff. It's super fun. It's awesome. Um, what kind of impact do you think Devs has made that you're really proud of? Hmm. I mean, I hear like little anecdotes. With from like little me like members, they they say how like Dips has helped them a lot. They've got yeah. jobs and stuff. Um, but I think also the presence of Dips has also opened up like opportunities for not just students, but there there are so many like more tech clubs that are actually opening up now because of Dips. They like they saw oh, us awesome. and then they're so now they they've kind of like taken inspiration, um, which is cool. Which means that like the whole tech scene is broadening in Auckland since we're like a very small city. I think it's really cool that we're having more and more like exposure um, and kind of like guidance so that we can get more yeah. software people out there. Um, so you in, the, in, your first, uh, in your first year of founding the society, you were the marketing team lead. Um, mm -hmm. What was it like trying to market a new society and trying to get people to join this very new society that they've never heard of before or hadn't existed it, beforehand? Super interesting. Yeah, it was, I felt very responsible. Like it, it was a lot of burden because like yep. if you don't market enough, then nobody's going to join. And then basically the, all the hard work that other people put in are basically like gone to nothing. Yep. Um, so I think I worked a lot with my team on making sure we get like exposure out, um, you know, getting like even sticking posters like the traditional way, just mm. try to, trying to get people um, to come to our events and all that and sign up to our club. Um, I think it's, it's really exciting because it does pay off when a lot of people do, does come, but there are some events where like not too, there wasn't like the greatest turnout. And so like, mm. I felt like very responsible for that. Um, even though there, it could have been like due to lots of circumstances, but um, so yeah, a bit of like, kind of like reward, but also kind of, I feel kind of guilty at the same time. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned like sticking a bunch of posters up around the old uh, the old school way, um, but what were some of the other ways you tried to market the society? Uh, definitely. So the first thing we did was obviously like word of mouth because that kind of goes through like yep. super fast. Um, and then we set up obviously like our social media pages. Um, I mean, Facebook is our main like domain of um, communication when mm -hmm. we're trying to advertise things, especially at the beginning where we didn't really have a member base or emails at the moment. Um, so thanks to Canva, um, <laughs> we just put up posters and kind of little posts. Um, we created our logo as well, um, which I think is a lot better from this, uh, this year where mm. we kind of refined it to be like more outstanding because last year it was a little bit <laughs> iffy, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, Definitely just mostly social media presence. Um, and then, so that was like for, for last, for the, for its first uh, launch. But this year we've also opened up our own website, which is pretty cool, um, mm. which also is like a centralized hub for devs information um, to send out to members, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, so you said how at the end of this year, most of the, the original exec team are, are gonna be leaving. Um, yeah. How do you think devs is gonna go next year and beyond without without the original team at the helm? <laughs> um, I think they will take it to greater lengths, I think. I think they'll definitely. So we basically set up a very strong foundation and I'm really excited to see the team um, move on and kind of explore mm. new territories, I guess. Um, yep. Not just 
and, and even branch out into different areas, um, maybe going into like um, schools and maybe teaching them how to code. I don't know. Um, they definitely have like a whole new like opportunity base now that we've like set up the founding um, kind of like foundations of the club. Yes. Yeah. So very excited. Nice. Um, so yeah, so there's devs, but I think you also, you're the marketing coordinator for like TEDx at Auckland Uni. Um, so what was that? What was that about? What was that? What was involved with that role? Uh, TEDx. Uh, so I did that last year. Um, yep. We, that wasn't, so it was more um, social media presence and uh, rather than like full on marketing mm-hmm. for TEDx. Um, basically, we yes. had one event a year um, where we basically, so we just had one one event where we tried to market and try to get as many people um, keen and interested for that. And then obviously um, updating like the web, the TEDx website and then um, posting all of like the uh, biographies of all the speakers. Um, so it was, TEDx is a little bit different because it's more just focused on one event rather than a full on club with all these different types of events. Um, but it was cool to kind of um, have a little change of a position as well. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so you were the marketing coordinator for DEVS, um, TEDx, we just mentioned, and also the Taiwanese um, and New Zealand Students Association um, at Auckland Uni. Um, so it sounds like you have a strong interest in marketing, as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Um, what sort of brought upon that sort of interest in, in marketing? Um, honestly, I didn't even know I was interested in marketing. So I actually, so my first club that I was a committee in was for Tanza, which is that Taiwanese club mm-hmm. um, for Auckland Uni. Um, I got in because they didn't have a spot open. Sorry, they didn't have a member for that for that coming year. So I didn't even think that I would what, like be passionate about it. But then yeah. I did. Um, I guess marketing is great. I think the most rewarding thing is um, being able to create things using what I'm passionate about, such as like design and also like writing. Um, to draw people in and then being able to see that effect, um, you know, impact the club. Because I think marketing is super important. Like, um, if you don't have it, then a club doesn't really have members or attendees. Of course, and of course. It's like a central little part that I think um, I really enjoy just doing in my spare time. Mm. Yeah, and it's good because, yeah, Canva is a great tool for, you know, marketing and creating um, promotions and posters. Um, exactly. Well, so when it came to these roles, did you have a lot of marketing experience prior before going into these these roles or did you sort of learn on the learn in the job or in the role I definitely learned in the job I had no idea what I was doing at the start um so I started off with like making event posts um for Tanza and then sending out emails um just kind of learning as I go seeing what's like most effective on other people the the, the key to that is emojis that just works (laughs) um of course and um I guess with more experience, you kind of learn and you develop your own style. Um, and I guess the thing is also that everyone has their own different marketing style. It's kind of like how we tailor it to our audience as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't know anything about it, but if it wasn't for my marketing roles, I definitely wouldn't have discovered Canva either. So yeah, course, very, yeah. very grateful for that. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, do you find sort of the skills you learned from these societies, marketing or otherwise, or leadership, to be valuable in your job at Canva or just in, in life in general? Definitely. Like, other than obviously, like, the great, like, memories that you're making mm. within these clubs, um, you, you learn a lot of soft skills, which I think yep. is one of, like, if not the most important 
skill that you, you would be able to have in a job. Um, being able to work in a team, especially people that you don't really know too well at first, um, that transition was really easy for me with my jobs because I think because of my club. Um, if I didn't have them, I think I would be a little bit more nervous and shy. I'm quite like introverted, so um, I think that definitely helped me as well. Um, there's a lot of like soft skills and communication skills that you also learn about uh, within these like um, clubs that you don't get from just um, studying at uni and then just like going out. Mm. So clubs are definitely like one of the best ways to be enjoying your uni life for sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, all right, I think Ashim's gonna do a couple more segments and then we'll, mm-hmm. yep. Yep, so we're coming to the end of the hour and um, I know you've already given us a few tidbits about advice, but a lot of the people listening here are first or second year students, so if you could go back and give a piece of advice to your first year self, what would it be? Mm, yes, I think definitely it's important to obviously work hard and then you know succeed in your grades, but don't yeah. my advice would be not to focus so much on it that that's all that you're doing like there's a whole lot of things that you can do, especially in uni, to um, enjoy that kind of uni life, whether it's like making relationships with like um, a lot of friends and like me- making these min- meaningful connections or, you know, joining a club. That's also like very, very, like it's so rewarding. Um, you learn so much from that. And one other thing yeah. that I would probably tell myself is to um, do more things that you're passionate about. So like I was I'm passionate about designing, but I didn't do too much of that um obviously during my uni life because I was so busy like doing a lot of different things but I think it's really rewarding if you do do it and I think a lot of uh, companies actually really value that that you do things that you're passionate about and if you bring in that passion to that company they'll really see it and I think that's like the key thing that they're looking for rather than just like being able to have good grades which is good but um exploring those avenues as well which is cool yeah that definitely resonates with me uh, it's definitely a hard balance to get right, for sure. but um, do you have any advice for people on how to get that balance just right, or do you think it depends on the person themselves and their interests? Yeah, I can't say I have mastered it. I probably struggle. I struggle with that balance, um, but I guess keeping that in mind at least um, will help in prioritizing different things. Um, basically, not tunnel visioning like on just one thing just like, you know, opening your mind and like, you know, taking all the opportunities that you get during your uh, little journey in uni. Well, thank you for that. I'll definitely keep that in mind. (laughs) Well, I think that's our time. I know we could definitely speak for many more hours on end. So I just wanted to say a big thank you, V, for taking the time to talk with us today. I know I got a lot of valuable insights from our conversation. Also, big thanks to our listeners. It's important to us to make content that you're interested in. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Echo Podcast. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now. Cool. Thanks for coming on, V. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.